party people welcome back to another episode of dissexually active my name is maggie and with me as always is this is andrew what is up everyone excited to be back for another episode with my lovely co-host maggie mills hey hey what's up i keep what saying do, hey hey that's how i feel I, today hey hey I, <laughs> I love it the vibes are immaculate <laughs> hey hi hello right yeah oh, well last week was super fun um Let's just move right in. I feel like we've got some fun new things to discuss. So let's dissect away. Yeah, I think we wanted to start with um, just reflecting a little bit on our previous episodes, um, episodes one, two, three, and four, where we interviewed some really amazing people. And just, I think we had a lot of important conversations and mm. conversations about topics that we both weren't super familiar with, some more yeah. familiar than others, and just kind of checking in and seeing how that has affected our lives <clears throat> thus far. Thus far. After recording yeah. it. Yeah. Like Maggie said, I feel like we had some really interesting insight provided to us by our lovely guests. And I thought it'd be just kind of fun to give you a little update on how that those conversations have kind of affected us and changed how we kind of live our lives today. Some maybe yeah. more than others. Um, for one, obviously, we had the pleasure of talking to Tosh Crudup about her experience with veganism and mm -hmm. um, just kind of tackled the whole idea of a plant based diet. And Maggie and right. I are very much so on different spectrums when it comes to our eating <laughs> habits. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I'm sure I mentioned my love for chicken nuggets on that episode. Um, and mm -hmm. that definitely hasn't changed, unfortunately. I'm definitely, I would say, much more conscious about what I eat. However, I am still picky. So I think I've got a long, long way to go. Um, yeah. Like, I would like to also note, you guys, that there was a time where we were on the same page with eating habits. This is true. This is true. We would you love our chicken nuggets. I have not always been this way. <laughs> we, <laughs> we loved our little mini DiGiorno pizzas. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, which a friend of ours actually sent me a photo of it on Instagram the other day. I forgot to tell you that. Anyway, Kevin sent me one. He was like, I'm okay. having like flashbacks. <laughs> um, well, I actually randomly was staying at a hotel recently and had no dinner options. And I I might have told you this. I might have called you, but I saw DiGiorno's mm -hmm. Pizza right in the hotel lobby. And I was like, well, this can't be too bad. And I was yeah. definitely shocked to see what a difference it <laughs> or what the amount of difference it it feels to me now because I was just that was like lunch every day yeah. back in the day. Um, oh my gosh. And I I feel well college. College. Yeah. Like that's all I we mean, really have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the epitome no. of our college selves. Yes. But what I was saying like I was very much on the same page as you guys always a very picky eater. Would stick to my ways. I like things plain. I liked, mm. you know, I liked what I liked and that's it. You couldn't make me change my mind. And then when I moved to LA, like, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this too in the episode, but I like was introduced to more of that healthy lifestyle. Not only, yeah. not only plant-based, you can 
still be healthy with whatever you choose but you know of course um just like a more health conscious way of looking yeah at things totally and i mean since our conversation with tosh i remember like once we hit quarantine and shut down i was before that pretty much plant-based and then mm. when we were shut down and had nothing to do i was like oh screw it i'll have whatever like this right. pizza i'll have this and that and i felt it like it was oh, yeah. not it, you it know really, it really affects how you feel like what you consume um yeah. and i think too like for me while i do still eat meat and um my diet is something that's still a work in progress i definitely find myself questioning things more often than i ever used to and being a little bit more right. conscious about what i'm putting into my body even though some of the stuff is still questionable for sure oh my um, gosh no <laughs> But like, even like, for example, we shared, we both shared this on our story somewhat recently, the whole um, issue with what was the brand of milk? Oh, Fairlife. Fairlife. Oh my Fairlife gosh. Fairlife Farms. Yeah. Um, it was an undercover investigation at, uh, or Fair Oaks, Fair Oaks yeah. Farms. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just showing the incredible amount of animal, animal abuse, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, just poor mistreatment and then it, it just showed the whole realities of the dairy industry um right. and how like i'm sorry Incredibly disgusting it is yeah absolutely. yeah and yeah, just well, the way just these like, animals are treated and exactly and just like coming across things like that and talking to people like tosh and um kind of having more of an awareness um that there's so much more that goes into the things that we put into our bodies definitely is yeah. is, is making a positive impact on my decisions but i like i said still a long way to go but yeah progress nonetheless to each their exactly. own we're all evolving at our own rates <laughs> oh yeah wait i i want to mention i'm transitioned like transitioning back i'm down to maybe having something that's not plant-based like once every two weeks or something Got like you. that i've weaned myself back into my plant-based diet and getting all my b oh, vitamins and everything because yeah, you I just feel better track. yes I exactly that. i love that well I feel like we could spend all day just talking about our diets alone, but we also <laughs> talked, we also talked um, to like Sydney Mesher about living life with limb differences. And yes. I've come across a lot more, or I've come across a lot more incredible people just like her who are paving the way for people with visible disabilities or visible differences of any kind um, right. and just really creating space for more inclusivity. If you notice her, um, she recently did a campaign with Olay yes that I'm was creating so awesome. that first yeah first accessible packaging which is crazy like the fact that that didn't exist before i mean it's not even something i thought about and it's right yeah it's just amazing like yeah it's incredible that that packaging in. even had um the braille braille yes it has braille right? so that yeah people who are blind can also know what what they're using what products they're using yeah. which i think is incredible hashtag yes. inclusivity we love it yeah oh i didn't want to say i've also noticed or i've been like trying to work on my inclusive language i thought that was a big takeaway especially mm. from the episode with lennon saying hey hello everyone you know different things yeah like, just being not conscious boys of and the girls, way that you speak but, yeah 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 and just it's interesting to catch the times that you do go into that 
gender binary and then you're like wait yeah <laughs> and yeah, having that awareness has been very interesting and like, oh 100 because it's second nature like that's your vocabulary you don't necessarily think about the way that things you've right. always said aren't inclusive um yes and that yeah that was one of my favorite things that lennon taught mm -hmm. us and i think actually here i go bring up tiktok again but i want to play you this uh -huh. video because that just reminded me um i came across this one tiktok and it was a clip from an episode i want to say a recent episode of survivor and oh, okay i don't want to misrepresent the two characters or people that were um, in this scene because I honestly don't watch Survivor and I don't really know anything about them. I just came across this TikTok. But basically uh -huh. it was um, two people sitting down having discussion and one of them was queer and one of them I believe was straight perhaps, but basically um, a little bit older of a generation and they asked okay. their fellow Survivor mates how they identified and just to basically kind of enlighten them a little bit. Um, so let me play this for cool. you and maybe I can overlay this track so everyone can hear it because I think it was so beautiful. Um, and I think it's just a really incredible example of how just asking questions to better understand someone or better understand something that you don't already understand is just a simple mm -hmm way to be a better human like just yeah. not being afraid to be vulnerable and say listen this is where i come from i don't know better but i'd like to know better and i want to respect you and i want to be respectful yes and that's exactly totally. what what they did one of the nice things about being here at ponderosa especially with tiff who's someone that i spent almost my entire time in the game with is that now that we're free from the game we can actually get deeper into some of the things that we were talking about in the game, but we're a little afraid to maybe ask in the context of the game. You are probably my closest friend who identifies as queer. Love it. I'm gonna ask you questions that everybody wants to ask and know about that is Love too it. afraid because I'm not afraid. Why is why yeah. was gay versus queer versus right. what makes the difference with that and right. why you identify as queer versus right. or lesbian or gay. Right. Especially if you're talking to a person, like whatever word they use to describe themselves should be the word that you use. You know what I mean? Like if someone says to you like, I'm gay, that's the word they want you to use. I have no fear in asking people questions because you get the honest answers and not being afraid to ask it is the steps in how we move forward in this world. For me, I say I'm queer because a lot of people, especially like around my age, queer for us is kind of like an umbrella term. So queer to me includes gay, lesbian, bi, pan. Queer feels like a good word for me and I'm, that's gonna be my word. She made herself vulnerable in asking questions that are maybe hard questions to ask and that makes it so easy for me to be able to like be honest with her and, and be vulnerable myself and like share my story with her. I'm just so grateful to this game to have given me a friend like Tiff, someone who is a different generation for me but genuinely like wants to like know more and learn more and be better oh my goodness like we can all learn from that period yeah that was so sweet i feel like oh my gosh what is <laughs> like that's so important to know just the way you approach even opening the conversation is so pivotal yes just, yeah that just really touched me um so i just wanted to share that with you Oh, but I love it. I, yeah i feel like let's go straight into state of mind let's talk about how we're doing um i have mm. a different state of mind this week than last week that's for sure but how, how well let's you... get into it <laughs> well i mean i'm just sitting here <laughs> i'm just sitting here looking at my airbnb because we're still chase and i are still in the process of moving into our apartment and i right. feel like on a scale of one to ten what is my stress level this airbnb is the perfect depiction of it because there is stuff 
absolutely everywhere. Um, oh my gosh. And I mean, everyone knows if you've ever experienced a move, it's always a stressful situation, but I'm mm -hmm. just feeling currently at this constant state of unease just because I'm not settled and right. I can't feel secure in anything that I do because I feel like there's still so much, many other things to be done. Mm -hmm. So last week, I know I was super pumped and super excited and feeling like ready for a new start and i'm still on that same roller coaster however i'm starting to really like feel a little bit jumbled and disorganized um yeah and trying to re uh, recollect myself and um compartmentalize and find a a way to not let this start to tap into my anxiety and bring out those uglier qualities of myself if that makes sense yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it totally does. I feel like you're in a, um, you're in a transitional mm, exactly. phase right now. That's the word. Like I, I feel like you, you had your roots dug out, you know, in Miami. Give me that analogy. Yes. I'm ready. And <laughs> you know, right, now totally. you're in the process of like repotting, replanting, mm. like get those roots back in there, get settled. Mm. That was, I just caught my AirPod. That <laughs> For those of you that can't see, that was the slyest thing I've ever, ever seen. Maggie's eyes are directly on the computer. AirPod drops right into her hand, right back in, as if nothing caught ever it. happened. <laughs> and you would never know, but we had to take oh, a moment told to notice. <laughs> yeah. I'm very proud of that. Anywho, back uh -huh. to your incredible analogy. Yes, no, no, no. no. So, you know, you're basically you're like resettling your but you're in that transition phase where you're like out, you're vulnerable because you're in this state of like, okay, I'm getting ready to resettle, re, you know, get back in there. Right. Um, so yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. I feel like it's been th making me think though a lot about how I can try and like I said, compartmentalize, but manage my stress so that I can for lack of a better yes. way of saying this, like try and live in each moment because you know me and other people may know that or may feel the same about themselves um, where when we start to get stressed or anxious, like it can be hard to focus on anything other than the things that are making us stressed and anxious. And yeah. I still have all of these incredible things happening around me, being in the city, being able to be on my feet and move and explore right. my art. That that's mm -hmm. still happening in the process, but it when something like moving or or anything that is like kind of serving as an obstacle of some sort or keeping things yeah from a little being triggering kind of, like a exactly yeah. yeah it can it can kind of um, hinder the the smoothness of the ride along the yeah. Way. But it's also like what a great opportunity for you to then like handle it in a healthy and like productive way. Like the fact mm -hmm. that you're able to recognize that you're feeling disorganized, that you're feeling you're starting to feel a little bit anxious and wanting to not go there. That's right. already like a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, 100 percent. What do you think? How has your state of mind changed from last week? Do you feel Ooh. I know you I know you said you were starting to work on kind of your social networking and putting yourself out mm -hmm. there. And yes, how has that trans transitioned into this week? It's been on the up and up, actually. Yes. Snaps <laughs> um, and claps. Yeah, so, you know, we were getting out there, like interacting with other people, their dancers. Mm -hmm. Then last night, I went to 
my boyfriend again, he is in the process of rehearsing for a touring burlesque show is like the short way of putting it it's complicated um <laughs> but uh their choreographer and director had a little get together and i accompanied him and got to like meet all these new people hang out with some like you know like at like older generation of dancer mm-hmm. that like has been through it has been where you are like has yes. some great little like nuggets of wisdom like it, it was a really time absolutely yeah and i just i love talking to people like then talking to people older than me in in general just getting that perspective it always like grounds you lets me yeah like reevaluate like okay i'm where i'm supposed to be we're taking our time we're getting there like there's no rush to do anything in life yeah isn't it Um, funny how we like grow up constantly hearing like don't don't rush to grow up being adult isn't isn't fun yada 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 yeah. but all, the whole time we're just like oh, i want to drive a car i want to have yeah like, go get a drink i want to just be an adult and do all the things and then we get here and we're like okay <laughs> yeah, <all laughs> can right. we slow down please <laughs> yeah you slow me Hang down on. awesome just need to breathe somebody please slow me Yes. Oh my gosh, I haven't heard the soundtrack to my life. I love that. Yeah, so it's been like it's been a good week. I'm not I'm I'm not mad about it. (laughs) um, (laughs) No complaints here. Yeah, other than just being always really sore, (laughs) my body. But my mind is doing my mind is doing okay. Body is iffy. Mind is all right. On a one to ten, physical health is out of what would you say? Um, I would say, I think if i'm being honest with myself probably like a six okay um okay. which isn't bad but it's still above the halfway mark so that's good yes yes glass half full glass half <laughs> Never full. half empty hey <laughs> physical health out of six mental health out of ten let's go yes. what's more important both equally but if I had to decide, I would say mental health. Probably. It affects everything else, right? My, mind, body, and soul eventually need to align. But Ooh, Amen. Anywho, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. It's all a work in progress. So as you can already tell by the title of this episode, um, yes. or maybe you couldn't tell, the topic we want to dissect this week is social media. yes i think there's just so many things to say about it obviously there's so many pros and cons to it there's so many great aspects to how it it has become an incredible marketing tool for a lot of businesses and brands and then there's the aspect of it that really affects things like your mental health and how it kind of creates a false perception of reality and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. there are so many windows that we can tackle with this um so i'm excited to dive right into it I was just going to say, you know, this episode is entitled, It's Not You, It's Social Media. And I think we were getting at there, if you couldn't tell already, was the personal relationship that you have to social media. I think that's a mm. great place to start. Like, yeah. what's your personal relationship with social media? Oof, good question. I feel like it's changed over time. And I think like I said, the fact that it's become a marketing tool and kind of almost necessary to serve myself as a brand, me, Andrew Millette being a personal brand, um, Mm -hmm. has definitely changed the way that I approach and even like, if this makes sense, neglect my social media because Mm -hmm. I 
I tend to think or approach social media more often from a place of business. I don't necessarily remember to post a lot of what's happening in my personal life that often. And I think that's because a while back um, when I was really just starting to embrace my inner choreographer and try and establish myself as that, I Mm -hmm. remember actually it was before Chase and I were dating and he always had a separate account for his choreography and a personal account. Yes. And I didn't really know many people that had multiple accounts. This was before the age of Finstas and whatnot. So I Mm -hmm. remember asking him, does this really benefit you? Like, is this really making a difference? Are people noticing your work? Is it, is it benefiting just your goals at all? And he was like, absolutely. Ever since I've created a separate Instagram, it's really like laid out a platform for just my work and it's it's become an easy outlet to have all of your um basically your entire portfolio in one place um yeah as we've seen now we're in the age of influencers as well like what whatever your business whatever your brand just having uh an online portfolio an online resume so to speak is just right kind of key to being successful at this point it's almost like you it's almost hard to be successful if you don't have an Instagram for your business right you agree no I mean I I definitely do agree um and it's very interesting like seeing that and because I remember I totally remember exactly like the times you're talking about (laughs) Um, yeah I remember always like playing with the idea of creating my own for myself um right I never have, (laughs) Um, but I think that's also, then I think that kind of stems back to me thinking I didn't have enough to even share that I, Mm. like it kind of went into like an inner battle, which for me, that's where social media always ends up. Right. For some reason, it always ends in like a little bit of a darker place that it needs to but i think that's like i think that's just a predisposition i have and i think that like some people have that if you have traits that um or maybe if you're more susceptible to anxiety if you're more Mm. um have a more fragile mindset when it comes to body image different things like that yeah i think social media can amplify those things in your mind well because there's this whole aspect of it which is external validation and immediate like validation and that's kind of what i was getting at with how it's kind of my perspective has shifted with social media because Mm -hmm. when it first came out i would i mean i remember when i first got my instagram if you really scroll down i I probably archived them at this point but i would take a picture (laughs) of anything i saw just to say that i posted a picture you know like i would just post it yeah with the ugly like original instagram filters all over it yes um or like a black and white or the borders exactly yeah like just trying so hard to have every aesthetic possible but um yeah now i feel like because there's like the external validation part of it when i'm posting or thinking about posting something in regards to my business myself as a Mm -hmm. choreographer i do unfortunately have to consider the elements of um what time of day is my quote-unquote audience like mostly on Instagram so I can make sure Uh, that as many people see this post because the goal is to acquire a bigger audience acquire Mm -hmm. if if you're a business that sells something more customers like we all need you need it to survive like we can't deny that that's that's a part of playing the game Um, but I find that that's in turn kind of translated into my personal um, 
social media life as well, because then when I post a picture that I really like and I want people to like as well, I find myself considering if this is a good time to post it or not. Are people going to see it? Does this make sense with my timeline? Does it does it kind of conflict with the pictures I've already posted? When someone looks at my page, is it going to look pretty? And those things really shouldn't be important. We should really just be if we're using social media for its real purpose, just sharing ourselves, our authentic selves. But of course, we've, like Mm -hmm. I said, we're in the age of the influencer, things have changed, and we have a lot of people um, overusing filters or just making their lives look prettier than they really are. You know what I mean? Instead of being showing every authentic aspect, the goods, the bads, the highs and the lows. Yeah, it goes to like the Instagram versus reality, like that little Mm. trend where you show the picture of the Instagram picture and then the reality of the situation. It's so... Oh, it's crazy. I do think that I have noticed like in the past, like honestly throughout COVID, maybe I feel like I started seeing it more people being a lot more open about those things mm-hmm. and like sharing the, this is what I posted. This is what it actually looked like before this, you know, yeah. like I saw more of those posts, which yeah. was very interesting. I thought, yeah, I actually just listened to an episode of call her daddy, a obviously very famous podcast. Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure most people have listened to us. If you're under the age of 18, maybe don't um, <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer, but she, yeah. the host, Alex Cooper, she recently got called out for, photoshopping an image and she basically admitted to doing it and was very vulnerable and open and honest about it and the thing is she's not the only one doing it we all do it right but yeah I just think social media for me there's been a blurred line because my mentality usually comes from a place unfortunately of like is this going to be an effective post is this going to be received well and I don't think that's always been the case. I think I used to be a little bit more free with what I would post. And um, yeah, there's a liberation and uh, I don't know, just a magic to that when it isn't so planned out and thought out and when it just feels like right and you just do it and you don't concern yourself with how it's going to be received, but how it makes you feel and how you receive it. Right. Because you know I mean? it is. No, no, totally. And I think there is... um. For me, I found like a couple of tools to help me like grasp that concept and be Mm. like, I'm just going to post to post this because I want to. And that's the end of it. Um, Like, for example, I turned off my number of likes. So I don't Mm. really know unless I have to like go searching for how many likes did this get? I have to go click on this and then click on that, you know, to like find it. So like I don't focus on that because it's not important. And then um, I also, well, I did this with most of my apps in general, but after watching this one documentary on Netflix about social media and its impact on like the new generation and everything, um, I turned off all my notifications. Um, So I only get notifications for my work email um, my texts and my phone calls are the only notifications I get on my phone. Otherwise, I have to physically go to Instagram, open it up to see if someone DM'd me to see if something was liked, all that. Mm. And it's, it was a tool, like those two things were just tools to help me feel more comfortable with Instagram ag- again, particularly, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to be like okay with just sharing what I wanted to share and, you know, 
putting myself out there when I wanted to, keeping things private when I wanted to. And it really made a difference in like, now I feel like I can go on it and it's not like a unhealthy scroll or I'm like constantly checking after I post something to see if somebody liked it. And it's, it, it was a big like little breakthrough for me <laughs> over yeah. the, over our yeah. quarantine and COVID life. No, that's but. great. I should definitely give that a shot. Um. <laughs> I had a question that I thought when we said we we're going to talk about social media, one thing that pops up in my head that kind of like freaks me out. I'm oh not sure if you feel the same way. Okay. I'm sure you do. Um, but targeted ads mm. where say I was talking about buying these this one pair of shoes with my boyfriend and then I go on Instagram and there are the shoes. The shoes are there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hello? Where are the hidden cameras? Am I on God? <laughs> like, who is it? <laughs> like, I don't I know. know. It's pretty crazy. The algorithm is crazy. Um, that right? That's weird. Definitely <laughs> freaks me out as well. But also, this is where it's a challenging topic because there are so many benefits to that because we have instant gratification. Right. We have mm -hmm. everything we need at the tip of our fingertips the tip of right. our fingertips that's not at, right <laughs> in the palm at, of our um, hands at our fingertips at our fingertips yeah at the tips of our fingertips <laughs> at the tips of our fingertips not our fingertips the tips of our fingertips we have to reach a little bit we're not yeah. totally there exactly um yeah but again yeah this this social media to say the least, has engulfed our lives and has redirected the way that we live our lives. And there are so many great things about it and so many not great things about it. But I think if I can offer any sort of advice for anyone, including myself, yes. it would Let's be it. To, to remind yourself that, like you said, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, is not reality. And what mm -hmm. you see on there is only a highlight of the what people want you to see. So Yes. Try not to compare yourself to other people and navigate it in whatever way works best for you. And yeah. as long as you are authentically being yourself and posting for you and no one else and sharing the things that make you happy and who you are and that you love, that's really all we can do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And don't forget, there are so many little tools that you can um, utilize. It is like a pretty sophisticated app and that like like I said turning off the likes notifications whatever like trial and error whatever makes you feel your best whatever puts you in the healthiest mindset and doesn't let you fall into that negative place because trust me we all do <laughs> um whatever that is like you can find it it'll be fine you can work it out exactly yeah and you know what just remember it's not you it's social media <laughs> yes and with that, let's take a break. Now we'd like to take a moment to recognize all of the incredible organizations that our guests have highlighted in the previous episodes. Shriners Hospital for Children. You can donate at donate.lovetotherescue.org. Lil Vegan Shoddy. You can donate at littleveganshoddy.co. Human Rights Campaign. You can donate at hrc.org. And finally, Unique Women's Coalition. You can donate at theuwc.org. Okay, it's time 
to go back to our favorite segment from last week, Tattoo Are You? And Maggie is super excited <laughs> to share this week's song because I think we're just going to make so it excited. a habit. We loved incorporating Tattoo by Jordan Sparks last week. It made our hearts happy. So I'm yes. I'm eager to hear Maggie has picked the song or the, the, the tune this week. So let's see what it is. I'm a little scared. <laughs> DJ, bump that track. <laughs> Beautiful tats all over my back Makes me so proud I'm gonna shout it out loud I got another tattoo, baby Okay, so you guys, okay. if you don't know That is Weird Al Yankovic okay. Throwback Weird Al always did parodies of popular songs. You know Weird Al. No, I've never heard of Weird Al. You, he did the um, parody of Michael Jackson's Beat It, that's Eat It, like about Maybe. food. Maybe if I He does that. like parodies. That is a parody of Nothing On You by B.O.B. Um, <laughs> and it's called Another Tattoo. Listen to the whole thing because it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, that's homework. I need to go check that out. <laughs> The fact that something like that exists is too perfect. Exists, right? It was meant to be. It had to be played here on Dice Actually Active. I loved that guy. When I was in like middle school, like late elementary school, middle school, Weird Al was like popping and people would like play his parodies. <laughs> Everyone's going you off in the you know, you know some of them. You must. You must. <laughs> I, I probably do. If I went back and, and went into the files, I might recognize yeah. some. I'm dead. Okay, so, yeah. well let's let's talk about tattoos. Tattoo are you? Tattoo are you, Maggie? Tattoo am I? I wanted to go into my just chronological order. The okay. second tattoo I ever got, Take which would be my little apple that's on the inside of my arm, um, drawn by Dan Santiago. Shout out! Shout Thank out you. Dan, the Biffle, the brother. He drew this apple on a napkin, and then we brought it to the tattoo parlor. As one does. And I got this tattoo for $15. And, no, this um, is serious. This is serious. Uh, so I wanted to get, at the time that I got this tattoo, I just graduated college in New York City at Pace University. A shout out, PPA. Mm. Um and I was leaving New York because I was going to come out to LA and, you know, follow my dreams. <laughs> Chasing the dreams. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I feel like I grew so much as a person, as a dancer, as mainly as a human. I found myself in New York mm -hmm. and a piece of me is always going to be there, a piece of my heart. And so I wanted something to commemorate my time in the Big Apple Mm. Hence so the I apple. got my apple tattoo. We love the symbolism and we love the beautiful memories attached to it. Right? Oh my gosh. We got that in Miami. I didn't even get it in New York. I should have gotten it in New York. But I know. Got it in Miami. The irony. The irony. Yeah. Well, so I Andrew, tattoo are you? <laughs> tattoo am I. Well, I feel like I should talk about my first tattoo since you talked about yours last week. Yes, um, yes, yes. And mine is probably like the one that the most people are aware of because it's the most visible. It's behind my right ear. It's on my neck. 
and mm-hmm. it's a bullseye. And to kind of sum up the story, the bullseye was the original logo, still is, of the dance studio that I grew up at, trained at. And that was the mm-hmm. initial inspiration for it because my graduating class, there was about nine or 10 of us and we were young and dumb and said, we we're all gonna get these matching tattoos, yada, yada. We had this great plan. We thought it'd be so cute. And yeah. of course, when the time came, everyone chickened out except for me. Yes. <laughs> and and one other um, friend of mine who has it as well on her wrist. So I actually share this tattoo yes. with someone, but the meaning has kind of altered as I've continued to evolve because I didn't want to just get it as a representation of this place that I grew up at and loved. I wanted it to have a deeper meaning. So I established it as being a way to remind myself that I can keep my eye on the prize, my eye on the target, and I can continue to work towards my goals and that I will hit the bullseye. I will make it and I will succeed and I will thrive. That was how it started. Um, And then eventually it kind of started to become its Uh, or it started to take on a journey of its own. I got two other tattoos that correlate with it. One of them being on my right shoulder, which is an arrow that points towards the bullseye. And then another Mm -hmm. on my wrist, same side of my body, which is basically a boy holding a bow who had just shot the arrow up to the target. And the meaning still stays the same. It still symbolizes how I intend to go after what I sought out for and to continue to pursue my dreams and keep my eye on the prize and really just like run face first. Um, yeah. But it is definitely one of my most meaningful tattoos because I feel like it just really keeps me going for lack of a better way of saying that. I mean, it just does. It just is yes. a constant, rem- it's a constant reminder that I need to always be this person who is taking that leap of faith and um, right. setting, setting out to do what I intended. Like, I feel like it's one of those tattoos where like you explain it to someone and it takes on like another meaning for them as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I look at it and what I think of is like the preparation it takes the steps, the work you need to put in to eventually hit that, like to hit the bullseye, to shoot the arrow in the correct direction, like everything like that. Which is funny that you say that because I actually got it in the opposite order. And I think that makes, it, it, it ended up making the most sense in the long run, even though it wasn't something I necessarily planned out initially, because you do in a sense have to decide what your goals are and what you're aiming for. You have to decide what the target is to begin with. And then you've got to collect your ammunition, your arrows. You've got to get your toolbox locked and loaded so that you can be prepared to set out on that journey. And then you've got to just take the first steps. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that in turn is the perfect symbolization or um, just reminder to decide what you want for yourself, figure out what you need to get there and just do it. Yes. Well, that was Tattoo Are You. Let's go straight into questions, can we? Yes. I love, we did this last week where we just read some questions. Well, Andrew read a couple of questions that he um, gathered. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about those really quick. I, I loved it. I love a little little bonus, bonus round, a speed round moment, speed if you will. Speed round. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I, my first question it was kind of along the same lines we were talking about our relationship with social media. So I had this other thought about relationships 
Mm. And so I wanted to ask, what is a relationship deal breaker for you? Or what is the biggest relationship deal breaker? Not just romantically, but it could be platonically as well. Like what's that one Mm -hmm. no-no? That's an interesting question. I feel like a big deal breaker is someone who doesn't at least try to Uh express interest in not just me or like who I am as a person, but the things that I'm interested in. Um, Yeah. And I I realized that recently because I actually got in an Uber the other day and usually in Ubers, I'm like mask up, ear pods in, don't talk to me. I'm probably watching like TikToks or YouTube videos and um, I'm not really trying to to socialize at all. But this one Uber driver was just asking me where I was coming from, started off with small talk and, you know, I'm a nice person. So I obviously responded and acknowledged um, Mm -hmm. and at first wasn't trying to elaborate on the conversation or keep it going but um we shared something in common i told him i was from florida and he was just there and it just was the smallest little thing and the smallest little energy that i picked up on where i felt safe enough to continue peeling away those layers and getting to know this random stranger and that's so off-brand for me so i was really yeah it was a it was a cool moment for me i really enjoyed it because i got to know someone that i probably will never see ever again and don't share much in common with but who made me feel like we were both just human beings and that we were in this weird scenario where a stranger was driving me to a location and we can be humans about it and make each other feel comfortable so yeah and connect cool yeah and connect shout out to that uber driver i wish i remembered his name but he really did make my drive that much better (laughs) Um, i love that (laughs) yeah but that yeah i think just being able to connect with someone and the energy they bring to a conversation is a a big make it or break it for me because it's something i struggle with myself i don't think with that being said that i'm necessarily the person to do that for other people so i would understand fair (laughs) fair i would understand if i was um not not cutting it for them because i don't necessarily (laughs) just i that's just not my forte it's not don't sell yourself short like that you can (laughs) you can do it (laughs) i can do it i don't do it often yes okay (laughs) We can settle on but, that. Exactly. <laughs> but what is yours? What's like a deal breaker for you? Oh, I think my initial thought was if I'm not able to laugh with someone, mm. that's a huge mm. thing for me. Someone to be um, sorry with. Yeah. I just think, and I think it goes back to like me growing up. I truly believe my father is one of the funniest people you will ever meet he (laughs) Um, definitely is (laughs) he is goofy him and my mom together are goofy i we are a very goofy family yeah we always bond over laughter and it really like if i can't laugh with you make a joke and like we can't get into that like that light-hearted vibe and that feeling Mm. that I, I, it's just in me. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it'd be difficult for me to continue that relationship. I mean, I can, I can, <laughs> I can definitely understand that. I feel like I'm someone, yeah. I would put that on my list as well because I feel yeah. like I already am such a serious person and I, and I stress about a lot of things. So someone who can like keep things lighthearted and remind me that, 
not everything is so serious, which is yeah. honestly one of the biggest reasons why I love Chase because I feel like he does that for me. Mm-hmm. We're very much opposites in a lot of ways. He's a Leo, I'm a Pisces. He's the fire to Tell my Tell me about it. Yeah. Yes. But he's the yin to my yang and he balances me out. And um, yeah. so I need, I need someone to ground me and to remind me that like to not take life so seriously sometimes. So that's a good one. That's a really good one. All right. Well, I have a question for you. Okay. Why do, Why does the concept or why do you think the concept of power, having power, thrills humans so much? Or why is why do we all want to obtain this sense of power or be in a position of power, do you think? I think immediately for me that goes into that innate animalistic predator versus prey, you know, fight or flight. Mm idea that's already it's naturally built into us i feel like humans have always wanted more and maybe this also connects Mm. with like the instant gratification like social media and why that blew up so much is because we're constantly like we want to be center of attention it's just i don't know what i mean it's human nature well you just were you were onto it right there which i just thought of as well is like to bring it back full circle into this conversation of today's um topic which is social media i think our need for power like that is part of the reason why social media has taken over our lives because this is a platform where we have control over how we are perceived. And I think that's why people Photoshop and why people only post when they're having a great day or when they've accomplished something incredible, because we want people to see the greatness in us and we want to be able to control that. No. And I feel like maybe like, not maybe it definitely does. I think go back to the idea that again, with human nature, we all just want to be loved. Mm. Right. And sometimes you confuse being liked with being loved or like Mm. having all these followers means that you are loved when it doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah. I mean, we we really, if we keep this up, we'll be talking for seven hours and we're running out of time. So I think we got to cut it off there. Yeah. No, I think that was a great place. (laughs) Just put a pin in it. Perhaps we come back and we do a part two. Yeah. Who knows? Well, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dissexually Active. Make sure to go give us a like and a follow. Um, check us out on Instagram. Subscribe. Dissexually Active. Subscribe. And you know what? Just be a good human. That's all we can ask of you. Amen. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to say more? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we. <laughs> Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. (laughs) Peace and love, y'all. Peace Peace and love. love.